Warner Brothers Podcast. I'm Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan. Keenan, great to see you. Uh, let's get right to it. You want to talk NFL, NBA? <sighs> let's get right to it. I know we want to watch this. Uh, um, let's let's go end. Of <laughs> I know we want to watch this Warriors, Warriors Clippers game. Clippers. We're not gonna br- like breeze through this, but uh, I know it's something we do want to watch. But uh, yeah, no, lots of NFL news today. Where would you like to start? It's kind of, I mean, you kind of almost got to start with the best player on most of these things. And Aaron Rodgers intends. Oh, sorry. My fault. My fault. (laughs) A-Rodge. Sure. A-Rodge. Rodgers intends to play with the Jets this coming season. Um, (laughs) On Pat McAfee's show, 1 o'clock, Austin Austin Moore, who we're probably going to be having on within the next week to talk his guy. Aaron Rodgers has been his favorite player since he's been watching football. Since he so was born. He's got to come on and talk about his guy. Um, former, uh, formerly his guy, that, I guess. Formerly, I mean, it's probably still his guy in fairness. Like, Tom was still my guy, even though I was a Patriots fan. Like, I can't I can't say that Tom wasn't still my favorite player in the NFL. Like, he, he still was. So... I'd moved Still on. Still his guy. I moved on to Still. being a big Jake Bailey fan, who is now no longer a Patriot. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean Aaron Rodgers. Oh. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers is annoying. Like as soon as I saw last night that he was going to be on McAfee's show, I was like, okay, he's going to do his LeBron decision tomorrow. Like clearly, like because we all heard about it. What mm-hmm. today's Wednesday? We heard about it Monday about how. And it might have been before that. It might have been this week. Yeah. I don't remember the exact day, but we'd heard how the Jets flew to Green Bay. We're talking to Aaron Rodgers, this and that. And people had reported that it was a done deal. He was saying it's not, blah, blah, blah. People were saying, like, what's the holdup? Is he retiring? Then I see, again, last night that he's going on Pat McAfee's show today. And I'm like, here we go. He's going to have his LeBron moment. And then all he tells us is that he intends to sign with the Jets. Like, no shit, I could have told you that, like. That's breaking news, Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. Whatever. I mean, you know, it's weird um, that the Patriots have been on a slide, obviously, since Tom Brady left. And the AFC East has much improved. Obviously, the Bills have held it down since Brady left. Um, the Jets are much improved. The Dolphins are much improved. And the Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers, and I didn't mm-hmm. even, like, bat an eye at it. Like, I'm not – even with the state of the Patriots that you don't really know what's going on, even though Aaron Rodgers definitely improves uh, a great roster that the Jets have, uh, I'm not. I don't think I feel like the NFC South and Brady was coming. You know what I mean? Like I just don't feel yeah, crazy absolutely. worried. Like I'm just cautiously optimistic about the Patriots, but I'm optimistic nonetheless. Like I know a lot of Pats fans. Uh, you know the sky's falling all the time, but the fact that we got rid of Matt Patricia, I'm ready to like. Just yeah. knock last year off and, like, this year's a blank slate. And, you know, we'll finally give Mac Jones a fair chance. Uh, I, You know, I turned this into a Patriots thing. But, you know, good for the Jets, good for Jets fans, I guess. You know, I mean, they're getting mm-hmm. the whole Favre thing. They need – this is the – this is the best quarterback they've had in right on their roster since Broadway Joe. So Probably since Favre. Probably since Favre. Congratulations. I understand – I think Rodgers is a little better than probably – other people at the moment um i know which it brings up i'm saying though um, that at some point Favre's probably the better quarterback couple weeks, out of him and name it though i'm um, wait say so that sir you said best quarterback since broadway joe i i probably would say Favre would probably be their best quarter it's probably the best quarterback since brett Favre. the jets 
the year they had Favre. Like the best quarterback since Brett Favre. Um, they brought, definitely the best quarterback since Brett Favre. No disrespect to Chad Pennington um, or Vinny Testaverde. And I was saying during since Broadway Joe because of the fact that of where Brett Favre was at, at in his career. I know Aaron Rodgers is technically in the similar place when it comes to age-wise, but Aaron Rodgers had a down year last year, 26 touchdowns, 12 picks, but was coming off of two MVPs as well. So, But saying since Brett is fine, since the Green Bay Packer that went there is fine <laughs> for sure. Uh, I think the Jets, the Jets needed a QB. I honestly would have been in the Lamar Jackson business if I'm them. That's my personal opinion because I feel Lamar Jackson, even you have the money to give to him and you have the long-term roster that would work with him as well. Some of your star, most of your stars are really young. Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall go on as well. Uh, Makai Becton. But I think for a team that has had no, I mean, obviously they had the two back-to-back and AFC championship years, which no one really believed in them those years. Those are kind of more surprise teams than anything. They've got legitimate, the like, one. The second one, playoff second one team, probably, like, aspiration. second one was more legit. After you do it one time, you're... Yeah, second one was... Yeah. Second one, more legit. But since, at least, especially since that moment, but really they have, like, true going into the season, we are a definitive playoff team thoughts. It, will it happen? We'll see. But, like, obviously they're a 9-8 team that just got Aaron Rodgers. They got Aaron Lazar- Alan Lazard. Um, they got draft picks. So it's going to be very interesting to see them moving forward. So for the state, uh, for New York City, for New York, whatever, Eth Rutherford, New Jersey, technically, good day for them getting Aaron Rodgers 100%. Yeah, it's great. I You know, I can't wait to see how this all plays out with Aaron Rodgers in the New York City market. Uh, him being as weird as he is with the media and his Pat McAfee spots. Because, um, I mean, I don't really pay attention to it, but people yeah. people be saying how Aaron Rodgers, like, really does, I guess it's be saying wild shit on that show, like, every, every Wednesday must be his spot, right? So, you know, maybe that gets picked up more in New York City if he's doing that, especially if he's playing bad, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. if they're 0-2, that's going to be – magnetized yeah. way more than any other place, especially with it being Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? If you're a star in New York City, you gotta you gotta deliver. Uh so I can't wait to see how it plans yeah. out. I I would love to play spoiler to it all. Uh, you know, I being the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm gonna say right here, I hope that it's Patriots Jets week one. Regardless of uh what field it's at, whether it's in uh MetLife or whether it's in uh Gillette. I would love to see that matchup week one. Jets, Patriots, yep. uh, battle for the AFC East. I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it. Maybe absolutely. it'll prob- maybe it'll be Jets, Bills, but I would love it. Resurrect absolutely. the Jets rivalry, if you want to call it that. And uh, I don't know. I'm bullish. Yeah. I mean, I'm really bullish. I mean, we're going to turn it to the Pats here. We got Juju today. I was really upset with us leaving out Jacoby, not giving him the money. I figure, you know, if we have as much – history as we do recent history of not drafting well why not pay even if it's a little much why not pay the receiver who's been very consistent for you Uh, I've been on record here if you want to say that yeah I've been on record here saying how I think you know you put Jacoby with a quarterback (laughs) 
he will be an instant pro bowler. Like he's, I think he's that reliable. I think he's of the ilk of Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, as far as a slot receiver. Um, we'll never know. I mean, I think he, I think Jacoby Myers, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, we won't know as far as how he'll look in our system. We won't even really know, uh, with the Raiders because of Jimmy G, how, how much of a game manager he is. You know what I mean? We're not really going to see him in an explosive yeah. offense necessarily or like a pass heavy offense. So, you know, we'll see what Jacoby comes yeah. of it, but I would have loved him back from Mac Jones. I thought they had chemistry, uh, but Juju, mm-hmm. I've said on here as well, he's long been one of my favorite uh, overlooked wide receivers. I think he's – I would have loved him on the Patriots two years ago, and here we got him on a pretty good deal too. So I'm happy as a Pats fan today. Yeah. So you got – you were able to replace a – you were able to replace Jacoby Myers as security blanket who's a good route runner with another good route running wide receiver who can catch the ball. So definitely a good replacement there. And break tackles. Yeah, bigger body. He's, he's, ex- he's um, a more explosive playmaker. A guy – guy, what's up? Uh, Juju's a more explosive playmaker yeah. as well. I was gonna, yeah. I was going to say he can definitely – I understand in Kansas City, people thought he was going to go there last year and it was going to be more reminiscent of his, I believe, 2018 season. 2018 season, I want to say. The one where Antonio Brown was on the Steelers as well and mm, didn't really go too hot with him because he won the players' vote for the best player on the team because he had a great season. I think 1,400 yards, around 8 to 10 touchdowns. But... Anyways, Juju, I think, definitely can be productive in this offense. You're getting Mac Jones another piece offensively. You've got already, um, if when he's healthy, you've got Devontae Parker. You're going to have uh, Juju. They are in talks of getting Jerry Judy or De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins or Odell. At least they're in the on their radar. So they're looking at really upgrading that wide receiver position. I'll believe all that when I hear trade or see be- Oh, absolutely. Those are the things that you you hear. But at least it's good to know that they're at least that was reported that they're at least in the thought of, okay, we need to go get another receiver, which is fine with me. As you know, as well as I know how I've always said, the the one thing that they're missing has been a true number one. I was happy when they got Devontae Parker, but the only thing I wasn't happy with is the fact that he can't stay healthy himself. It's just something just he just naturally has never really been a full season guy. Right. So but I do like I do like the moves the Patriots have been making so far. I think that going in, they're going to be probably predicted as the fourth team in the division, especially now that you've got Miami who just got Jalen Ramsey on a th- for a third. I thought that was a little a little light personally. Um but I mean good for them. They got a top five corner for a third round pick. I understand contractually things work out in the NFL as they do, and he's a little older, but dang, if you can do that, you can do that. You got the Bills who are still there. They re-signed Jordan Poyer today, and then you've got the Jets, obviously. Looks like they're going to be getting Aaron Rodgers. They got Alan Lazard as well to go along with the young pieces they have. But I do think that the Patriots can make things very interesting. I don't think they're just going to be like a four-win team unless Mac Jones is not him, like not it at all. That's really what this is going to come down to. I mean, look, they, uh, they're they not losing anything. Well, first of all, we did lose Devin McCourty on defense. Mm-hmm. Happy retirement to Devin McCourty. But I thought we were the deepest safety group 
in the league last year, and we're returning everybody else. We'll probably draft another safety. Uh, Bill Belichick does not miss when it comes to drafting defensive backs, let alone defensive players. So I'm not worried about the defense at all. Everyone's heard what I've said about mm. you know Matt Patricia last year. I mean, I said at the beginning of the pod. I mean, we got an actual <laughs> offensive coordinator, and we went what? We went eight and nine last year. We were right in the mix. Um, so yeah, look, I mean, look, our running game's gonna be there still. Our passing game should automatically improve. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me our defense is gonna be the same? What I thought mm-hmm. could have been a Super Bowl defense. Yeah, man. I mean, sure, you want to say it's gonna be a gauntlet next year, the AFC East, maybe. We never know. Shit changes year to year in the NFL. But, hey, I think we're looking on the up and up as far as the Patriots go. Um, look, we'll get, we'll get more plenty Patriots talk near, like, August and all that. So I won't bore everyone too yeah. much with it. But I think yeah. I think we're in a good spot. I'll say that. The, this division, to me, this division is might be this year what we thought the AFC West was going to be last year. I mean, you could have said that last year, too. I mean, AFC East was hella competitive last year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I meant just a preseason thought of it because, like, no one went into the preseason thinking that all four teams in the AFC East had a chance to make the playoffs, which they actually did until, like, week week 18. Going into the um, season last year, not that ever. I mean, we all thought there would naturally have to be one because you wouldn't have three division teams from the, in the wild card from the same uh, same teams in the same division in the wild card because of how loaded the AFC is. But people were still like, "Well, I got Vegas. Well, I got Denver. No, I got the Chargers." And obviously, everyone had the Chiefs mm-hmm. still. So it's like going in this year. I mean, obviously, I think pa- the Patriots just because they're not going to have the big time names are going to be on the like, kind of outside looking in. But then also you're gonna have um, you're gonna be like okay so you got Aaron Rodgers and the Jets here if Tua's healthy you've got Tua that offense looked really good last year they all bolt, they got better defensively and then you're like okay we always have the Bills here with Josh Allen once you have Josh Allen and the Bills you're gonna have to their perennial playoff team so it's definitely gonna be interesting but yes we don't have to fully bore people quote unquote with our Patriots love um, Lamar Jackson. Do you have any thought, like more thoughts now that it's gone on? He has a non-exclusive tag on him. Do you have any thoughts of where he's going to be next season? I think he stays in Baltimore. You still think Baltimore? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen anybody make an offer to him. We haven't seen the market really change for him. Uh, in a way, I think what Baltimore mm-hmm. did was kind of smart. You know what I mean? They, I mean, personally, if it was me, I would have put the Ooh. other tag on him. You know what I mean? I would put the exclusive tag on him. And yeah. You know, there you go. You got him, right? And then you can kind of stall, yeah. stall contract talks for a year. That's what I would have done. They put the non-exclusive tag on him, and basically said, like, "Hey, go see what your worth is." And it's been a full week, and we haven't seen much. You know what I mean? Nothing at all, really. Uh, yeah. No one. I can't imagine anybody is going to offer him a fully guaranteed deal. That was just a Cleveland Browns special on fucking Deshaun Watson. So for him to use that as the parameter, I think it's extremely risky. Uh, the details have... It's tough. Um, like, like, Kirk Cousins was really the first guy to be getting these, but they were happening on two- to three-year increments rather than, like, a five-year fully guaranteed, which is hard. Like, I feel, I feel any team would give Lamar, like, a two- or three-year fully guaranteed. 
Like, because, I mean, obviously we've seen Aaron Rodgers. He's got a couple-year fully guaranteed deal. But it's like when you get into that five-year stretch, it's hard for a lot of people, especially when you have a quarterback who over the last two years has shown to be a little bit more injury-prone, even though a lot of it, one of it's misconstrued because they thought one of them got injured in the pocket when people always just naturally assume if Lamar Jackson's injured, it has to be he was running. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I was going to say that the first one he had was just a legitimate quarterback injury that happens. So it's not like that was anything like kind of out of the realm of him being, it would have happened if he wasn't a runner essentially. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. If anyone's going to try to offer him that or what he's going to settle with. Yeah. I still think Detroit should make a move for him. I do. I think you could trade golf. You could get, and you could probably get a second, like the Colts would give you maybe a second. You can maybe get them to, into giving you a first for golf. I don't know. And then you could go get, you can go trade for Lamar as well. You still have some draft compensation for this year and you go make a run for it being the best team in that division possibly with you in Minnesota at that yeah. point. I mean, I don't know, you know, if we're talking about the Colts, I don't know if they'd be in the business of getting another vet quarterback. I'm Sounds like they're kind of done with that. I don't really know. Uh, but Listen, I mean, I hope they're done with it for their sake, but, I mean, I feel like Indy's just, like, the perfect spot for vet quarterbacks because that's what they love to do for a cycle. It's like, we have a pretty good roster. Let's bring in another veteran guy. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep him coming in. We'll wait. We're just going to wait for Andrew Luck to call back, please. Yeah, I mean, they've been in a constant cycle since, you know, Andrew Luck abruptly retired, but – um yeah, you know what Lamar wants is just unprecedented. Again, it's only the only person who has it is Deshaun, and again, that was a Cleveland Brown special. You can't get much worse of a front office than Cleveland, or really much worse of a franchise over the last, I don't know, thirty years, maybe more than the Browns. So, you know, for Lamar mm-hmm. to base it off that again, I don't. How how can you expect that from any team, let alone your own team? You know what I mean? And what the Ravens offered him looked pretty damn yeah, good. It's, um, You know, NFL contracts are they're their own thing. You know what I mean? Everyone sees the initial money, but yeah. rarely is the money that's for the total contract what's actually guaranteed or what they actually get. You know, contracts really don't even matter in the NFL. Like, we mm-hmm. see that with Derek Carr. He got a big contract, and he's released. You know what I mean? A couple years later. Or was it a trade? Did they get him via trade? Yeah. Well, like, how'd that... You, Either way, he's gone. You know uh, what I mean. Uh, he got so. Yeah, you can get like you can honestly get under most deals. Like the Russell Wilson deal set aside, like a Patrick Mahomes, you would never get rid of Patrick Mahomes. But like Patrick Mahomes deal, like there are certain deals that you can't get out of for a couple of years because of the dead money that you would eat. It's way more valuable just to keep the player rather than not. Like, this year, I think if the Broncos were to get rid of Russell Wilson, they'd eat, like, 60 mil yeah. or something Well, yeah, you can't get rid like of someone that. one so year like, in, you know what I mean? Why would we get rid of someone when we're going to pay him that salary regardless? I think for them, they would have to eat a lot of money, but two years from now they'd be able to get rid of Russ. If not three years, really, would be the time frame for them. But for the most part, you can maneuver or reconstruct deals and manage to get out up under those deals within uh, – year or two time frame for the most part yeah um for sure but i mean you asked me where do i think he goes yeah i think i mean it's been a week and no one's offered him shit 
what the Ravens offered him was good. Mm -hmm. It's really at this point what Lamar wants because I don't see like what do you see someone offering him per year? Because it's I think it was rumored that it was what maybe like fifty mil from the Ravens uh, with a lot of guaranteed yeah. money. That's a lot for any quarterback, let alone someone who does get out of the pocket like Lamar. I mean, people, <clears throat> you see it all mm -hmm. the time, people talking about <laughs> he can't throw from the pocket, this and that, which is just supremely overrated. Like, he's so much, he's improved so much year to year from the pocket. You know what I mean? So, he's worth yeah. whatever money he gets. It's just what does he get and what's he going to settle for? Like, I can't, I can't imagine he's going to sit out this year because no team gives him a guaranteed deal that would be ridiculous that would be ill-advised you know what i mean so yeah, i can't see him doing the left bell and i think the ravens obviously would love to have him back i don't i don't know i think he just ends up going back there however long it takes this or that whether it's after the draft i don't know um and you know you mentioned I think there's got to be one team out there that's gonna make a move the only one i could picture would be maybe one of them the, that's got the commanders and you know, going from Baltimore to the Commanders would be that like would. going from, be like going from the Knicks to the Nets or something like that. You know, the Nets are kind of, the Nets are probably definitely better well run than the uh, <laughs> than the Commanders. Like the Commanders are the worst run team. They're yeah. up there with the Browns. I just mentioned the Browns. The Commanders are up there too. They're definitely worse than the Browns. But the Browns over the course of time have been atrocious. But at this moment, yeah, there's nobody worse yeah, than the Commanders, and they actually have a good roster. Which is the weirdest part about all that? Uh, you know, if so they know. if they got if they got Lamar, they would be right there. I mean, they wouldn't be the Eagles. Obviously, the Eagles just coming off a championship, they're going to be losing some pieces this year, but they would be there. I mean, they got they'd have running back, they have Terry McLaurin, they've got a decent got offensive defense. line, then their defense if they they got receivers, if it plays up to what it should, that. Lamar on the the Commanders actually would be a very good fit for them, so I I don't think that would be a, I don't think that'd be bad so at where, all. If where that do you think he actually were ends to up? happen? But um, when it comes to Lamar, sorry, go on. I was just gonna say you said the Raven or the Lions should offer, but where do you think he actually ends up when it's all said and done? Most teams are already like already have a quarterback, you know. Uh huh. Or they're or they're the Panthers and they just traded up for the number one overall pick and they're looking to take either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Panthers would have been a team um, I would have said maybe two weeks ago, but yeah, you know they traded for it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Bears, by the way. Uh, I think that's a great trade. Um, before I answer this Lamar point, I think that's a great trade. You. You're going off of the method that you've seen that's worked in the NFL lately. The Bills, after year two of Josh Allen, they trade for Stephon Diggs. Allen has probably his best season of his career, and that works out phenomenally. Last year, you see the uh, Eagles trade for A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts has the best year of his career. That works out phenomenally. So not that D.J. Moore is exactly as good as A.J. Brown or Stephon Diggs, but he is a very talented number one wide receiver, so he has a true one to go along with Chase Claypool now, who is a true two. Darnell Mooney can slide into that speedster number three kind of role to be that specialty guy instead of having to be the number two or number one option, which he has been over the last couple of years. You've got a run game as well. 
So you got a bunch of picks now to bolster that offensive line and get defensive pieces. You put you built what you're supposed to around Justin Fields now. Now let's go see what Justin Fields does. So I like that move for the Bears. Yeah, he's got to, he's got but, to do the work. You know, you mentioned Josh Allen and Hurts. He's got to make the leaps that mm-hmm. they did, and we'll see. We'll see because you just you just Absol- don't never know. Absolutely, never know I mean, what you got in a quarterback really. You never you never know, Until but you he, know. they can't be mad at him putting the pieces around him. Can't be mad. He's you're now trying to actually make you're trying to make him your quarterback. There's some situations to where Gino Les said that's possibly there, the best offseason in NFL history. I said, wait, what was Gino that? Gino Les said this could be depending on what else they add and what else they get in the draft. It could be the the best offseason in NFL history oh. for the Bears. I said, you know, there was Randy Moss and Wes Welker in one offseason that led to 16 and 0 along with whatever else they got that year, but he was like, all right, you made a point. So, but he's really happy about these <laughs> offseason moves, you know, we'll, we'll say that. Yeah, in fairness, or like, honestly, to be completely <clears throat> honest, the Chiefs traded up and got Mahomes. Yeah, he's talking more like, free, like agent, that free agent. No, free agent movement, I know, like, all those kind of things, but like, them technically trading up to get Mahomes. If you're just going off of a free agency period, that could honestly be like one of the greatest ever if you're thinking about it just because of how great he has been himself. But I know what you're saying, like multiple off-season moves, free agents, like actually putting things together, getting pieces. By yeah. the way, you – and No, it's definitely mm, it's definitely a step forward for the Bears, 100%. You mentioned Austin Lamore earlier uh, and how he might come on. Yeah. We were talking earlier. Yeah, cause, I mean, I think he talked to both of us about this, but we were talking earlier, and he said how if and when it does become official that Shannon and I get into the league, how he officially – I don't know why he's been challenging me for, like, years of boxing me, but he's like, once you get to the league, we're going to make it official and we're going to box. And I'm like, say when. Like, just say when and we'll do it. Blah, blah, blah. I told him put money down. I said I'll put whatever amount of money that I win. Like I'm, and he's he didn't want to put money down. He said, uh, "I'll win." What did he say? He said, "I'll win your life because you know I don't know what the fuck." He said he's like, "I'll win your life because you'll be dead after basically or some shit like that." I'm like, "Come on, really put money down?" Like, cause I'm, I'm ready. Like I would I would go to I'll go tomorrow if he wants or, to. But I want to I want to get a you final. Know what date you should do for this. actually. You, if you join the league, you should put your first round pick on it, or you should like trade like I'm not a putting, first. For I'm not a putting any draft like capital on it. No way. I mean, you know, what? I would, Ooh. I would, I I'll think, I would, but I don't want to put. I'd rather put money down. Okay, fair enough. But I'm just saying, like, I would put draft. I'd put draft capital on that's, it. That's a, that's a thing for me. I like to, I, I like to bet draft capital, especially because like. Money. Wait, so I get his first round pick. So depending on how much so, you so put. So wait, if I if, if I like, win, I get his first round pick. So I get two first round picks. And then like you trade him a fourth because you have to make it why even so everyone gets sixteen why? players. Why? If you lost, like, yeah, lost a so, boxing match, why would I have to trade to my fourth? I should keep every pick. Well, no, I'm saying like exchange for like a first for like a whatever. But or yeah, I mean, me I first. would trade a first for a fourth any day because I want a boxing match. I mean, of course, I'll take the first and some money. But well, Austin, I'm, anywhere, I mean, you guys anytime. Can work out your things I mean, I think wherever. I mean, if it's a destination draft, we could do it there. Wherever we do the draft, 
Um, you 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 could supply the you could supply <laughs> the box of gloves. You know, you working at a sporting goods store, you could supply us with the gloves. I'm ready whenever. Like, I would do oh, it right man. now. I would do it right now. I'm ready whenever. But I don't know why he wants to box me. It's just been mad random. He's like, Yo, Kyle, I'm gonna box you. I'm like, All right. Say less. Like he's been saying that for at least two years. I and you I don't guys know brought wh- it up. One I don't know time. how it came up or why. It guys, but I can't remember. But when Austin, when you say something to Austin, he typically will remember it, and then like you'll bring it up if it's something that's relevant to him. I can't remember exactly what it was though that made it brought that made it brought up. But we went far away from the point. I don't know. A gun to my head. If I had to see where Lamar Jackson was going to be. Wait, what? I said, gun to your head, you'd take me in a boxing match. Go ahead. (laughs) I mean, the more that I'm talking about it, the more I want to do it. Like, this, like, Saturday. But, no, we got to do it. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. I want it to happen, too. This would be great. Like, he officially put the challenge out. He he officially put the challenge out. He said, once you and Shannon get in the league, he's like, me and you got to make it official and box. And I'm like, say less. We'll come up with the rounds, like whatever. Listen, if it's like three listen. rounds, six rounds, I'll go twelve rounds. Whatever it is, we can go. Okay, that. Listen, we'll have probably a four round. It'll be a four round, two minute per, which is a long time. We'll go six rounds. We'll. I'll. Six I'll rounds. supply the gloves. Half. Okay, six half rounds. the. Okay, uh, half All right, the I'll, amount of a official boxing match. Okay. Okay. So we can go six rounds, which is a super long time. It's gonna be super tiresome, but fine. Sounds good. I I can supply the gloves. I I work at Dick Sporting Goods. Rounds. I got the gloves. Like, if you, I mean, Austin wants to end it in the first because I'm he not just told sure me his, his conditioning told me strategy. is up to He's, snuff with yours. He so. told me a strategy. He's like, I'm coming out with full haymakers. I'm He's, like, that sounds like a a winning strategy right there. So. <laughs> Man, I I need to see this now. But <laughs> far away from the point, Lamar Jackson. No, right on point. Lamar. More of it next week too when Jackson. he comes on. We'll be talking boxing match next week if he comes on. If oh he comes yeah, on. no, I would definitely will. Definitely, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll talk about this boxing match. Trust me. Uh, I I. I think a team's gonna make a move for him, and I really do. And Where's he at? the more Where's you said the Commanders, this more feels like a Commanders move. I I would say Commanders or Detroit; those are the two teams for me. I really think two actual that poverty. that just makes sense too. So he's gonna go to two actual poverty franchises from I, the Ravens, based on money. I, I do because I think they'll offer him the money that he wants. Um, he goes to the, so he goes to the Lions. Another he's thing that instantly tears ACL. Well, just because that's how the lines work. Um, he goes to the commanders. Yeah. If he goes to the commanders, what'll happen? He tear both ACLs probably. I don't know. He's cursed either way if he goes to either one of those. I hope he stays in Baltimore. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I wouldn't mind if he went yeah, to the man, NFC I, being a I, Patriots I, fan. But I, for whatever reason, I do like him on Baltimore. I think they're a good fit. They're a class organization. And they I, want him. Uh, I mean, I wanted him in New England personally. Yeah, maybe, maybe I Belichick drafted him when they moved and got Sony Michelle and shit. Maybe Belichick's scheming. The, maybe New England said that they were not in on it, but you never know with them. So I hope so. I would love it, love every second of it if they got Lamar. Say less. Absolutely. You know how you were when a few years ago for the people who weren't who are watching now who weren't watching or listening before when the moment we got Cam Kyle said that KC's coming to us. 
if we get Lamar Jackson, you might hear something similar from me. Hey, oh, boy. If we got Lamar. Oh, <laughs> oh buddy. We'd go to the Super Bowl. <sighs> go to the Super Bowl. Ooh. I still defend. Oh, boy. Let, let us get Lamar Jackson. and <sighs> I defend what I said about oh, man. Uh, I'm like, uh, Cam Newton, by the way. That was before. That was before we lost our whole defense. That was before a lot of things. But you know, I'm not mad at it still. Yeah, that's how but I felt. In the anyways, moment, you know. Anyways, uh, you felt that in the moment. Chiefs are coming to us. Uh, okay, okay. I don't know. I I didn't know about that one. But, um. Anyways, funny stuff. I I thought Lamar getting traded either to Detroit or to the Commanders. The Commanders, the more we've talked about it, the more it makes sense for them, and they just seem like a team that would make like a snap move like that. Well, I would love him come to come to New England though, but I don't think that he is a Raven next year personally. That like if I had to choose between being one and not being one, I would definitely say not being one on my personal. Nobody's opinion. offered anything. It's been a week. And you do not get that hot of a free agent on the market at that age, just on the market. For cheap right now, by the way. But what he wants is so specific. We got what you got. No offers right now. Yeah. So I don't and I don't know what it's gonna be for him. And so one thing I got a question of is I'll set it up a sure. little bit. So I was doing this whole thing. I think I tried to I think I started to mention it earlier and then we just went on a tangent. But um this kind of new thing, I was thinking about the Lamar Jackson deal, and I was like, how many quarterbacks right now would I give a fully a guaranteed deal to? Full guaranteed contract. Only Mahomes. How many quarterbacks would I? Because and then that and that led me into my making like a staircase, a little preview of a, a graphic that we're having, a little staircase kind of tier things to show different levels of it. To show where like quarterbacks are on different levels, so I ranked like the top twenty-two quarterbacks. I went through stats wise. I'm putting it together still a little bit, but little set, little little preview of a segment. Um, so I, as you said anyways, that, so, as you said that, I said uh, only Mahomes. But even now, just thinking about it, I don't even know if that's true. Like we just saw how injury prone Mahomes is, like in the postseason. You know what I mean? Like. The rarity I, it is to even have a quarterback see, for ten I, years is—it's rare. Like, how do we know Burrow? How do we know Burrow's so, gonna last eight years? We don't. You know what I mean? Like, would I give the most guaranteed money I could to a quarterback? Absolutely, especially if it was someone like Mahomes. Uh, but a full guaranteed deal. There's a reason why. There's a the reason thing, why I'm there's giving, only one. You know, and it was fucking Deshaun who'd been out for two years because. Dude's got a happy ending addiction, and you know what I mean? Like, the Browns were like, yeah, let's give this guy. Let's give up draft capital, <laughs> and let's give him all the let's money give we him got. A true, let's, like, give, let's give him a true happy ending. Exactly, right? Yeah, like, this guy loves happy endings. Let's give him a real happy ending. And, like, and we don't— <laughs> Let's give him a real happy ending. he might—Deshaun was great. Deshaun was elite before this break, but we might be a year away from he's even— Competent again, you know what I mean. He was extremely rusty at the end end of last year. Yeah, no, Deshaun Watson was close to what Joe Burrow is. Like that's where we were talking about him. It was like Mahomes, Allen, like in like those offices at that time. It was Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, and then it was Deshaun. But he was like in that top five easily conversation. And even then, before because he he's amazing. Even then, the person I compared Deshaun to. Uh, before all this would have been Steve McNair, right? Uh, and Steve McNair, 
Mm-hmm. Steve McNair very, very much McNair. had the reputation of Brett Favre when he played, which was they will play through injury because they're tough, right? And mm-hmm. that's a key word right there, injury. That That's because Deshaun takes so much hits, and he was able to yeah. sustain a lot, but I, I would never give that guy, even before all that happened, I would never give that guy a fully guaranteed deal. And they gave it to him after, you know, after a two-year break, mm-hmm. after all the bullshit, uh, on top of his style of play being very injury prone, you know? Uh, and I don't yeah. think, like you said, I think it's overrated that Lamar's injury prone, but literally the only quarterback you could give me that I would consider being injury prone, or sorry, <laughs> consider a fully guaranteed deal would be Mahomes uh, or Tom Brady if he's coming back for years 46 um, to 50. But no, not really. I would have there's if there's people I would I would give it to Mahomes. If you got me, I I would give it I would give a fully guaranteed to Mahomes. I would give a fully guaranteed to Burrow. Burrow's already lost his season though, and taking a lot of punishment early in his career. Yeah, but you're giving that guy eight a long term. That was kind of his. I would, yeah. I would give him, I would give Mahomes. And his was more of a freak act. His was a freak injury, kind of like Tom's. Like, I, like, I, it's kind of more of an outlier to me. Like, it's not, it wasn't like a weird, like, I think it's more, because other than that, he hasn't missed a game. I think it's more, incre- I think it's more incredible that Brady only had that as a serious injury in his, what, 22 year career. Uh, you know, I think that's, yeah. that's literally one in a million. Damn near one in a million. Even yeah, Peyton Manning I, missed a season. I guess. I mean, I mean, when you think, I mean, yeah, Peyton Manning had his serious injury. Like every, like it seems like all the quarterbacks, like take Eli out, like all like the starting long term quarterbacks have had like their serious injury, but otherwise, it's been pretty like. Um, I still want to give any of those Phillip guys. Rivers a- was pretty consistent throughout the years. A fully guaranteed. See, I would. Deal I'm, if you're telling Brady, I'm giving Brady a contract. Well, sure. After I'm giving Brady a fully guaranteed. After the 16 and 0 year, yeah, of course I'm giving Brady revisionist history. I'm giving him a fully guaranteed deal, long term deal, sure. But th- it's w- after that. It's after all that. It's after three I, rings and a 16 and 0. You know what I mean? It's not like it's early on in his career where Mahomes is. And again, Mahomes. We don't even know. Four years from now, Mahomes could be. Who knows where? I don't anticipate that, but he's shown to be injury prone already. Uh, so it's just tough, you know, especially with Lamar. And you know, Burrow, Burrow would and, and be that's your, fair, and that's definitely Burrow fair. would be your example for a for a pocket QB, but he's already lost a season early in his career, and since he's been back, he's taken a lot of beatings. You know, maybe not the second half of last season. He definitely improved as far as taking hits, but he's taking hits. You know, hits are hits nonetheless. Just like. You know, I mean, we might talk a little John Morant here, but John Morant, his style of play, it's eventually going to catch up with him, just like it caught up with Dwayne Wade and Allen Iverson. You know what I mean? That yeah. style, that reckless style of play, it catches up to you. It absolutely does. So, absolutely. you know, I don't know. Absolutely it, does. You, I'm so you combine that with the randomness of football, hardly anybody. Like the names you mentioned, that, Mahomes, Brady. That's fair. And I'm sure. Maybe Burrow. Sure. But like even then, it's like eh, there's a lot of risk there. There's more risk than reward. 
Absolutely. Um, the one thing I just want to say before, because I do want to touch a little bit on basketball, and I know uh, I was going to say this game right now is 51-56, almost at halftime. Yeah, half uh, so definitely going to be a good ending, hopefully. Happy. But um, Lamar Jackson's 40... F- <laughs> Happy ending. <laughs> Happy ending. Lamar Jackson's 45-16, and 16, mm-hmm. um, his record-wise. Mm-hmm. He has played. He's he was healthy all sixteen games his first year. Obviously, he played the last seven, went six and one. Mm-hmm. He was healthy all the next season. He sat out the last game of the season, fifteen. The next year, he played fifteen. I think they sat out the last season game of the season again, and then he played twelve and then twelve. I understand there were seventeen games to be played, so he's missed five the last two seasons. So in like in a grand total of the. 80 games he could have played or roughly around there. He's missed like 11 over five seasons. Mm-hmm. And a sum of them, like, I don't understand where his injury prone, like nature has come into it. I know it's just because his situation has been more publicized. So you feel like, Oh man, he has missed so much time. He really hasn't no, he's missed. Been, he's been primarily healthy all that much time. He's been primarily healthy. He's been primarily healthy. It's just the last two. And years. it's mobile quarterbacks. This is the he's history just been of mobile in, injured and in, in you know? yeah, it's, it's a, it's more of a mobile quarterback thing. Cause he's been injured just in more inconvenient spots. Like they were the one seed, they were eight and three. And then he misses a bunch of games and they like fall out of all that. And then, Last year, they were one of the top teams as well and just kind of falls out of that too. So it's like, oh, this game's getting chippy too. Um, So I just think there's a little bit of a misconception with Lamar Jackson on how he is. But I also feel like the people who go to bat for Lamar almost like, it's like they want to deflect the hate so much that they almost do a little bit too much sometimes. But but I just think Lamar Jackson's a top about seven to eight. What I said, bronze sexual syndrome, right there. The over defending. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think people just like are almost too much. Like we got to make this is our guy. Like you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, like there are two things can be true. Lamar is a definitely an improving pocket passer compared to where he came into the league, but he there's still steps he needs to take. He is a top ten easy quarterback in the league, in my opinion. I think he's probably around. I'll save where I think he is for when my whole staircase things comes out. But he's a top 10 quarterback in the league, but that doesn't mean he's number one. And I agree. I don't think he deserves a fully guaranteed deal, but I would give him a I'd give him a five-year, $200 million deal with 120 130 guaranteed. I would do that. That's like a 50-ish million – like a fifty-ish million year or forty-five-ish million year That's deal around what he was, was like from his guaranteed money being the there. I think it was. I would, I would give him. I would definitely give him that. Like, and I would. You pay him. You've gotta. You've gotta pay him. Cause, but I think Lamar Jackson also needs to be understanding of his own situation, and this is where having an agent could be helpful. Of like, sometimes you don't know when to stop. Because you're you're going to bat for yourself fully, supposedly, and you have that other person oh, in the room who's like, no, what's that? What's that? Like, no, nah, I think that this you're okay. Supposedly, yeah, they up? offered him a three year deal, one hundred thirty three million, fully guaranteed. Yep. So it was a short term deal, but a fully guaranteed deal. So that's that's what Ian Rappaport 
reported. Uh, and he normally is on top of what he but says. But look, so, uh, just, so. the Ravens, whatever's offered to Lamar, they can they can match it. You know what I mean? It's you know essentially like restricted free agency yeah. in the NBA. You know what I mean? So they have the ability to match. Yeah. And like I said, I think everybody, whatever he gets offered, I don't think it's going to be fully guaranteed. I think it's going to be less than what he wants. And I think the Ravens will gladly match that unless it's, you know, something crazy. But I don't mm. I don't think it'll be that. So we'll see. Uh, let's move on to NBA, though. Absolutely. So from what I just saw, obviously today, uh, also a little breaking ish news which people will see already because there's uh, um orlando brown is getting signed by the Bengals four year 64 million dollar deal so that's one of the better right tackles in the game today getting signed by the Bengals. so they're still trying to upgrade that line so good on their part but moving on to the nba john morant john morant suspended for eight games I believe the way they did it, because they say he's eligible Monday, which would mean that his five games that he's already missed is baked into that eight-game suspension. So really, he's only missing another three games and has the capabilities of coming back on Monday. Not that he might, because he's seeking counseling in Florida. Oh, no, he's out of there. I haven't like, seen was, him yet, by no, the no, way. No, he's got an interview that he did today with Jalen Rose that's uh, debuting tonight on the Scott Van Pelt. Sports Center, so he's out of counseling. I personally don't believe he ever went to counseling. Oh yeah, but uh, you know, apparently it was a forty-eight hour thing. He went to Florida. He's back. You can't go. So who knows? The fuck they tell him? Don't carry uh, a gun. Okay, my, thank you. I won't carry a gun no more. And he said it's his friend's gun. Whatever, like, whatever. I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't back before now. The fact that he got eight games. And they said he's already done five, so it's really a three-game suspension. Cool, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, he's yeah. going to come back whenever, whether it's Monday or whether it's two weeks from now. Whenever he comes back, he's going to ball out. The Grizzlies are going to be... Yeah, he's going to be back before the playoffs, and he's going to ball out. Yeah, like nothing... I mean, essentially, it's almost... I don't want to say it's a plus for the Grizzlies because you never want your star missing two weeks, but it's essentially a vacation without injury so he's going to be completely fresh so he's going to be able to come back and get full run when he gets back it's not like he's going to be on a minutes restriction uh they've been doing mm-hmm. okay without him yeah uh, so yeah when he comes back everything's yeah, going to be they've, over the last few years they've shown to be a really good team yeah. without yeah. him. and he's going to come back he'll be all right their questions are going to still be the same what's that fourth quarter offense going to look like like what's Jock going to look like on defense uh, how are they going to be against an experienced mm-hmm. team in the playoffs like the Warriors, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, yep. So, I mean, you know, nothing. This whole story with Ja is really a non story to me. I don't. He did something dumb. He's 23. Uh, they like sending him to counseling. That's a joke to me. Like I said, I don't even think he went. I think they put that out there. I think he was in Memphis chilling. You know what I mean? Uh, and then that only reinforces it once I saw yeah. that he was out today. I'm like, oh, okay. It was a two or three day council from, he went from Memphis to Florida. Now he's back in Memphis, mm-hmm. two hour flight. Like, all right. I think he was home chilling. Uh, as someone, you know, someone was in his ear. As someone who's been in counseling before, I don't know how a 48 hour session changes you. 
Like I don't or know what, what like, kind of crash course. Or you what think specific you can sort go. of counseling you get in forty eight hours for having a gun out on Instagram Live? Like, what's the, you know, the suspension was enough to me, whatever it was, yeah. and the fact that, you know, yeah. I saw the eight game suspension earlier, and then you told me right before we came on that it's really a three game suspension, and that the five games are already. I was like, what the fuck was the point of even, you know, announcing that it was an eight game suspension? Then, like, it's just. I don't know. It's whatever. Um, but I'm ready for the stretch run of the season. I'm enjoying what I've seen since the All-Star break. I mean, that's more of a continuation of what we talked about yeah. last week. But, hey, man, I mean, Joel Embiid continues to put up ridiculous numbers. Jokic continues to put up ridiculous numbers. Giannis continues to put up ridiculous numbers. It's neck and neck and neck to mm-hmm. me. Uh, that's the story of this season, of these last three weeks to me is you know how who's gonna win it because it's anyone's race uh the discourse around this award is disgusting i'm sick of it i never want to i never even want to listen to another nba mvp discussion again uh i thought it was interesting i'll let you get in here too because i'm I'm talking a lot here but i saw an i saw an interview you're good i saw an interview dame did on jj reddick's podcast where he was basically like Mm-hmm. Yo, fuck what the NBA has become today. You know what I mean? He's like, today's NBA is not the NBA I came mm-hmm. into. The culture in it and the culture around it is is whack, basically. You know, he was saying how he, which he's been vocal about before, jumping teams is is whack. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with sticking with your team and, you know, enjoying the journey and seeing where it ends up. Saying how he likes watching his teammates do well. He likes watching them succeed. Loves being in Portland. Um, it's a dope yeah. interview. I actually think, you know, if anyone wants to go check that out, I didn't listen to the full podcast, but the clip that they put out of Dame saying like this, you know, today's NBA is increasingly whack was a very insightful interview. And he was spot on. It was refreshing to hear an NBA player say, you know, what a very good NBA yeah, player. A star NBA player say, you know, what a lot of people have been saying about yeah. the league, like, you know. Some of the shit is whack. Some people embrace mm-hmm. it, but man, the day-to-day sports center shit, I mean, you know, Twitter stuff, the stuff that you see about, like, you know, just putting down superstar, like, the shit that's being said about Embiid and Jokic and Giannis is ridiculous. Like, stuff you'd never say about a superstar player. Like, appreciate these players because all three of those players... uh and I can include our all time great are players. Not only all time great, but so unique. Like, yeah, we see more seven footers with handle, but and yeah, we got Wemby coming in next year, who, you know, has parts of all three of them in his game. Mm-hmm. Probably more Embiid and Giannis than Jokic, but you know, certainly has parts of all three in his game. Yeah. Uh they're all so incredibly rare though. We're not gonna see many Jokic's, many Embiid's, many Giannis's as the years go on, even if it does seem like it's becoming no, the norm. Uh, you know, Przingis is another one that we thought was going to be like this, and he's kind of still more average than we thought. You know what I mean? He was the one that first got called a unicorn. And it's really these three, and mm-hmm. they've been holding it down You'll for years. You'll see more Sabonis's. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Sabonis is a really good player, but you can see that again. You, like, like Jokic he's, is he's like Sabonis too. times two. Yeah, you know, that's a, gr- yeah. that's a great way of putting it. That's a great but way as I say, he's still, he's still rare. Don't... 
I was gonna say he's still rare. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm just saying like for how the league and how the players are evolving, Sabonis is a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Top thirty, easy. Like he's a phenomenal player. He is a guy who you can replicate though. Like a guy you could see a Sabonis type player again, a really good passing big. Like Pau Gasol was a version of Sabonis, just a little bit different. Like those that Marcus Gasol kind of thing. They're a little different. Obviously, they're more nuanced. Sabonis is more of a nuance today, but Yo, but Sub- Jokic is like Sabonis times two. He's got to touch. He's the, he's passes. He I means averaging ten assists a game. He's a center. I. That is. Crazy. I don't know if this is break. That doesn't happen. I don't know if this is breaking is, news, but uh, what's up? Nate and our fantasy league just added Kevin Durant back to his team, who he dropped last week because you know, I mean, we'll get to it. We're gonna bring it up anyway. But Durant sprained his ankle in fucking warm ups. So talk about injury prone. Uh, Nate just added him back on his team. Wonder if that means he's coming back earlier than expected. I don't know. But uh, what did you think about? It came right after our discussion last week where I said, speaking of those three, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, I said those three should be ahead of Curry, Durant, yeah. Kawhi just because of the night-to-night stuff. You know, We don't see Curry and Durant every night because they can't mm-hmm. seemingly stay healthy. Literally the next night or a couple nights mm-hmm. after that, Durant <laughs> sprains his ankle in warm-ups in the most injury-prone way possible. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, I feel bad for him. Cause like that shit just sucks, and I love watching Durant I do play. Too. But like, yeah, I mean that's that was exactly my point right there. Like he got injured in warmups, and not even the warmups before the game, the warmups before mm-hmm. the warmups. Like you're when you're just shooting around by yourself with the trainers. Before, yeah, like you know? just like the like the pregame the pregame individual workout just to get your blood flowing and see how you're feeling before the actual legitimate pregame. Must warm-up. have been a wet spot. Um. I'm, Hoping so, my th- was a wet spot. It, there must have been something, but um, my thoughts on KD and the Suns right now that injury might cost them a championship, and I only say that because of the I mean, obviously, they can manage to put it together because they're such a talented group, but if he he's been out, obviously, he didn't play there more than five games, I think five or six games. Then he's out for three weeks, three. and then you just expect to insert him in. We, uh, three. Yeah, I was like, I was, I don't know why I was thinking uh, Kyrie and Luca together, like numbers wise in my head. I had a graphic picture from that, but yeah. So, I don't think they're gonna play eight to ten games together going into the playoffs, which right now they would see Golden State. As great as. Uh, the as Phoenix is, you almost have to favor Golden State just due to the fact that they've played together and they know each other. But I mean, obviously, you the Suns can win that series literally, and it would be solely off of the fact that they are just that talented with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. They on obviously they'll have two of the three best players every single night. Unless Clay Thompson comes out to play better than Devin Booker, but like going into the game, two of the three best players are on Phoenix for sure. Probably three of the best five. Oh, Clay! Oh, they woke up for that Phoenix game. They woke up for that Phoenix game. Absolutely, Clay had thirty-three in the first half with eight, I think, seven or eight threes. But like they, so the Suns are in a tough spot. They can get out of it 
only because they're so talented. And this is where USA basketball is going to be a little helpful because at least they've got some sort of camaraderie together where your off-season workouts become a little bit more because I believe Booker and uh, Durant have worked out a little bit in the off-season too. So like those little things like that where they get a little bit acquainted with them each other will help out more. Like I think this could be a little bit more detrimental if it was, say, the, uh, the Mavericks were spiraling anyways because Luka and Kyrie don't see themselves in like situations at all. So, uh, like in the offseason. So, it's going to be very, very interesting to see as uh, how healthy Kevin Durant is. But when he comes back, I think he'll be fine because it just seems like every single time he comes back, it takes maybe... 15 minutes and you're like oh there's kevin yes good to see you kevin yeah he can but i mean like we said you can put kevin durant gonna anywhere be, and he's gonna be, gonna be successful um look absolutely the west is you told me any team out of the top eight i'd probably believe at least six of them at this point uh i really i say this every damn year i hate the playing like just give us the top eight but that's not what we're in right now. So I really do like. I hope. I hope the Lakers get in. Uh, I hope the Clippers get in. I hope we get. You know. I hope the Mavs. The get Mavs in. and the Warriors. Like, give us the Mavs, the Warriors, Clippers, and Lakers as the bottom four. I'm good with that. And we got compelling matchups one through eight all the way down in the West. Uh, so I'm ready for that. I don't. Mm. I'm gonna save a lot of this because we're gonna be talking about playoffs each week. Uh, I know John Williams wants to come on and talk Celtics. I know Camden wants to come on and talk NBA. Uh, and I know we're going to expand more on NBA than we did this week. So I'll save a lot of it, but there Absolutely. is – you could give me, like I said, six teams in the West, and I believe you. Uh, there's so many weaknesses in the West on top of so much top-end talent in the West. And that just leads with so much mm-hmm. – that gives you so much chaos and unpredictability, you know. Like you said, a team like the Warriors and the Suns, each who have had their injury problems, who have not been together, but not a single team would want to see in seven games. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait. I, I cannot wait for the Western Conference playoffs. I hope all the teams I want, again, get in. Uh, and then in the East, you know, we know a little bit more. As I said last week, the Celtics are trending down. Uh, that continues. They got the win tonight. They had a terrible loss in Houston on Monday. Uh, I still do not feel great about them. Mm-hmm. I feel much better about Philly and Milwaukee still. That's reinforced, you know, after this weekend Absolutely. and into this week. So, uh, yeah. And, shit, I didn't even mention the Kings in the West. They've, they're have a problem. You know, Sabonis, Fox, Mike Brown got them playing yeah. well. Fox had a game winner tonight, Did actually. He? Yeah, man. I mean, like. Yeah, he had a game-winning game winning three against the uh, Bulls tonight. And you know what's unfortunate is we could have – I don't want to sound old guyish again, but, you know, had people been playing this whole season, you know what I mean? We could have been having these talks all the way through the season. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. we unfortunately have to wait until after the All-Star break because, you know, that's when all these guys are officially playing now. But I'm enjoying it. It feels like a condensed season. Like, this definitely feels like – Season B compared to before the All Star break. Feels you know like, what I mean? It feels like it kind of feels like the bubble. 
It kind of does. Of like, it really, I agree with you. Where, I agree with you. Where everything, where everything late matters so much because of, especially because of the conjunction and yeah. everything that's just like. I mean, like I was saying last time, that's why it reminds me there. so much of AAU because so much of these good teams had player movement, you know, at the deadline, whatever, but major player movement like Durant, like uh, Westbrook going to the Clippers, yeah. uh, like the Lakers did. And now it's like, all right, this is your team for the last three weeks. What do you got? And we're about, we're about to see. And teams like the Nuggets, who didn't really do many moves, like I think Phoenix is a terrible matchup for the Nuggets, but I'd probably take the Nuggets over damn near everybody else in the West. But Phoenix, I don't know who they're going to find to guard Durant and Booker. So, you know, there's just a lot of questions mm-hmm. all around, and I can't wait. This is, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be so much fun. This year... I don't um I like this year for the Nuggets. I know a lot of people like when you're going to like the media wise like you, this is a year people are going to try to hold like will hold against Jokic. You know how obviously when you get to becoming like a super superstar, it obviously it gets becomes a time where you need to start winning or you at least you need to make efforts at it. And obviously last year Dex were kind of stacked against him. He went against the champ end up end up champions and he didn't really have plate pieces. Two years before that, he did go to the conference finals. But this year, but like, they've had the most cohesive team. <laughs> yeah, no, I – Nikola Jokic is one of the most oddly covered superstars that I've ever it's seen. Weird. People are Honestly. weird about him. He's just he, – they really are. It's like some people – some people will like he can't do any wrong in and that's fine because like he hasn't really done much wrong. I'm not trying to make it sound like he has, but like some people can find no wrong in him and it's like almost like to compart basically to counteract the other people who won't give him the credit that he deserves. Like he's won two MVPs, he's possibly going to third. I actually just wrote a uh article thing on the chances of him winning a third because I needed to write it on a a story for school last week. So I actually wrote it on Jokic, the possibility and the historical nature of him winning a third. So I dove into like the numbers a little bit more of him and how like he's going like, he's just such an amazing basketball player. And I feel because people were in like a hot take culture and things like that. I feel like sometimes we forget how, crazy and how great people are because we just want to kind of go here with a take here or a take there like Jokic is a unicorn in his own right like Embiid the same thing Giannis the same thing like we obviously we have Steph we have Kevin Durant the league is so talented which is why you and I get so upset when we see oh, this league might be more talented than it's ever been, and we don't get to see it on a night-to-night basis because we think we got to sit just because. Mm -hmm. So it's – those stuff kind of upset – that just upsets me when we talk about that just because there's so much talent. Like, I just – looking at the game right now, Steph is the first person to ever score 10,000 points off a three-point shot to loan. Oh, that's incredible. That is crazy. 10,000 points off of the threes? That is incredible. Like, and we, we, I mean, obviously, we'll probably see it again because of the, because how prominent the three point shot is. But like, we have him in the same time, and we're watching Kawhi Leonard on the court right now, who is a freak. And like, his it's, own, right? there's so much talent in the league, and I can't wait for the stretch run. But 
goodness. Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly what Dame was talking about. It's, I, that's this, exactly what Dame was talking about. Like, the discourse around the NBA and the talk about it is disgusting. I saw something yesterday, and I don't want to spend too much time about it, but, I mean, it's. I saw something someone was saying about, like, someone was saying Jokic is a lazy defender because he leads the league in kickballs. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Like, I think that's not a bad stat. Like, the, like, correct me if I'm wrong, not that we played at any sort of high level of basketball, but I think any coach, if you're impeding the pass, they're kind of happy with that, right? Like, rather than a completed pass, whether it's a kickball, that's a stoppage of possession, you know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a win on defense for me, it's, right? So, Yeah, well, it's not like it's a technical foul or anything like that you're getting a shot play. for. It's a You're literally... Eight times out of ten, you're kicking the ball on a backdoor pass that could lead to a. And then so funny, you just said it. Like not always. Since you just said that, you said technical foul. Someone in the comments was like, "It should be one shot in the ball." Blah blah blah. And people were just going off. People. Someone was like, "Harden never got this much hate for defense," and or Harden got too much hate for defense. And then there was reasonable people in the comments who were like, "Bro, first of all." We have clips of Harden literally not giving a shit on defense when he was in Houston. Like, yeah, he gives more effort now. But there was Absolutely. times when literally Harden would just, like, unplug the controller. That's what it looked like for Harden. You know what I mean? He'd just let someone go back door. Yeah, no. I, I and mean, then to the dude who was, like, you know, talking about a technical yeah. foul for kickballs, someone was like, yo, I've literally never heard anyone have a discussion about kickballs until today. And it, like, and they said the same thing as you. They're like, what? What is it about Jokic that's got people to the point where we're talking about fucking kickballs? You know what I mean? And uh, that's the type of shit right yeah, like, there. Like, if there's something about him. I've seen it. There is. It's been it's been know. specifically more weird with uh, Jokic than anybody, especially when it comes to Embiid, because everyone feels like Embiid was wronged. But it's more like both of them were playing at such an incredibly mm-hmm. high level. Jokic ekes him out by like that much. You know what I mean? The MVP is pretty circumstantial. Last year, maybe Jokic doesn't win it if he puts yeah. up the same stats, but he has Porter and Murray. You know what I mean? Maybe it does go to Embiid. Like, I would give Embiid, mm-hmm. as of today, I would give Embiid a slight nod over Jokic. You know, that doesn't mean Jokic is trash. That doesn't mean Jokic is yeah. wrong. Uh, just means I think Embiid, as of today, is more deserving. I think I'd probably have Jokic three right now, where if you asked me two yeah, weeks I ago, I probably would have had Jokic one. Uh I just think it's all disgusting, and I think, you know, like a player like Steph Curry, what is it? It's like his 13th or 14th year, and I feel like for the first time, I don't hear bullshit takes about him. You know what I mean? Like, mind you, a lot of these takes we talk about are from fans who, like, I would consider kind of idiots, put it nicely, but uh, it's still, it's like, you know, you see too many fans talk that way about a Curry, about a Jokic, about an Embiid, about a Giannis. Like, I've seen about Giannis, too. So, I just hope we eventually get out of that. But that's yeah. that's what the NBA culture and fandom is now, and it's fucking it, weird. And we have too many of these conversations. I'm sure mm-hmm. people, it, I don't know if people like it or hate it, but I just see so much of it during the week, and I don't even try to see it. it just, I don't even try to look at this, and I will see insane takes about a, a Giannis or Jokic or Curry or Harden. I'm not going to lie. I think it's just because we actually respect the game that was and respect the game that is. Mm-hmm. That's really what I think. And I think a lot of people are newer fans of the basketball. So you hear newer media and like how today's media is kind of orchestrated and you go off of that. And we have 
thoughts that we don't I mean we obviously do a podcast so we have pre-thoughts here but we also are basing it off of some things that have happened in history we have watched a ton of basketball over the years you a little more than I just because you're older naturally but we've still I've still it's not like I haven't watched or like done research on the 80s the 70s the 60s the 90s like I've all of that stuff I can talk to you about in depth in detail it's not just like I'm today learning and then I just spit facts that I hear from other people. Like I actually do my own research and do my own thoughts and I appreciate these players that are magnificent at what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're right. This is like the first year. Like this is like the first year and you haven't heard too many crazy things about Steph, which is crazy. I mean, you are always going to hear things about LeBron because it's LeBron, which – that's a whole nother issue on its own with the whole LeBron, and he kind of does it to himself sometimes of just being a diva, well, but that's a whole nother thing. Like, I just want to make the point, um, like... And that, but then at the same time... I just want to make the point, like, in years past, I have not been the biggest yeah, James yeah. Harden fan, you know? But I've never, like... Absolutely. I've never discredited him to credit, like, a, like someone else. You know what I mean? Um, I just kind of hated the way he played oh, on Houston. Like, he's just... Now... Look, he's not flopping as much, and he's fun to watch. I like him a lot more on Philly than I ever did on Houston. Uh, I might have even said the same thing in Brooklyn. I don't remember. He is a phenomenal um, player. Who else? But someone. He's a phenomenal. He's a top twenty player in the game. You mentioned LeBron. You mentioned LeBron I, though. I've never. And someone. Yeah, someone yesterday in this whole Jokic kickball thing, I think someone did mention like, you know, how did we even? Or no, I think it was under the Dame conversation someone was like how did we get here and someone made a good Mm -hmm. point a valid point they said the conversation about like winning and your teammates around you completely changed the narrative completely changed when like lebron hit his prime compared to the standard kobe was held to and compared to other people before lebron and i was like you know what that is i've probably made that point in the past but that's definitely true like people did start the whole Okay, LeBron didn't LeBron's have teammates. changed the way that people talk about basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, no. As far as like teammates, like even like LeBron, just can't skip. Yeah, you could. Uh, I just think it's weird. Like, I just think to allude back to what Dame said again. I don't want to spend terribly too much time on this topic, but to allude back to what Dame said, like with it being about rings culture, I've seen so many people double talk to where they will. Talk about this player and shit because he got rings. And then say, such and such only got rings because of this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just constant hate. Like, that's all it is at the end of the day. And there's always Mm -hmm. been hate for players. Everybody has a player they hate. But to take it to that level where you're, like, making excuses left and right to the point where you don't even make sense about it, that's the shit that annoys me the most. Because people will double talk about LeBron yeah. saying, all right, LeBron's got these rings and he doesn't. And I, I'm not basing this off a of LeBron argument. I'm just basing this because that's the most extreme people use is LeBron saying, all right, he's got these rings, but on mm-hmm. another end will say Jokic ain't shit or Embiid ain't shit. I've seen that too. Meanwhile, they're kind of dead set in the middle of their careers. Like they're not even to the second half of their careers yet, Embiid and Jokic and and Giannis, like they're still. Jokic is in his eighth. Yeah, season. I would say that's dead set, like right in the middle. Jokic is in the eighth season. Dead set, right in the middle to me. Mike didn't win until season nine. LeBron won in season eight. Like, they're right at the point where they should start exactly. winning. 
Like this, this is, this is like really now start, they're in the this point. This is where you really like start they're judging them. Learning how to play the game. This is where you really start judging them. Yes, absolutely. They, your first couple of years, you got to get in, you got to learn the game. After that, you've got to, you have to have the right pieces around you. Typically, if you're that good, most of the time you were a top, you're a top end pick for the most part. If that's the case, you're obviously were bad before. Why do you have a top end pick? Because you're bad. Like that's how it works. You go from there, and then you develop. You get pieces around you. You get your big contracts and things like that. Like, you allow people to grow and develop. It's not the NFL to where when you have a quarterback, especially in today's NFL, that first five years is really pivotal because then you don't have to pay for him at that point. You can gather all the great players. So you should go get... So winning a championship as a quarterback, like a long-term quarterback, is kind of pivotal early, and then you see how you can work after that, try to do what you can, whatever. Super Bowls are super hard. But in the NBA, let people develop. A lot of people, it takes a minute. Like, obviously, it took Steph a minute. It took LeBron a minute. It took Mike a minute. We're talking about the greatest player ever. Not everyone's Magic Johnson comes in your rookie year and drops 45 in game six, playing center. Now, you know, it doesn't happen. Like, that's very rare. Like, Larry Bird, his second year, obviously, I know Cornbread Maxwell won the MVP, but his second year, I believe, they won the championship. Like, that doesn't happen often for your best player to already be doing that. Let people develop and let people come in and actually... So, Jokic is at the point where you're like, okay, you got your two MVPs. You're now starting to become in that, well, let's see what you do in the postseason because you're that talented. Embiid's the same thing. And that's where we started to judge Harden was that 2016-17 run. Obviously, we saw what happened with him in the OKC, the Spurs game. We had some flameouts, and even then, we didn't hold that to him like his feet to the fire to that happened substantially. But then once it happened again and again, you're like, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Maybe you need to get it La- done. Like, last comment I want to say before I have a couple questions for you. Um, my last comment that I have to say that okay. I think is hilarious it pertains to Jokic is that mm-hmm. P- mm-hmm. people say he's underperformed in the postseason. Like, just go look at his stats and just see. All right. Like, his stats are ridiculous. Um, as much superstars There's have like, in the playoffs, what you, like, like, his ridiculous stats. Most do. And by the way, Harden has pretty good stats like too what, up until. What were you expecting him to do? Triple 20s, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, like, but like, I mean, was Jokic go through the seasons? Was he supposed to beat that Warriors team last year? No, not without was he not supposed without his to top, beat the Lakers. Not without team? his top two. He competed with it. Not without his top two. Yeah, no. He, he, was he supposed to beat that Laker team in the bubble? No. And then um, he did lose to the one thing he 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 got swept by that Suns team. You probably got to get a game or two. But again, did we expect them to win that team? No, the Suns were the best team in the league that year. They took the they took the Bucks to six. It took Giannis being they were kind of a surprise. Literally legendary in that series. He had a fifty point game. They six, were kind of a surprise. They fifteen twelve. He had high. He has iconic plays. The in Nuggets that series. got swept by the. Sun. I don't even remember that. I remember the Suns getting past the Jazz in the yeah Sun, uh, that year. The they got swept. Huh. Whichever. Yeah, they slept. The, they slept him. Interesting. But like that's the one thing. If you want to say that man, he can't get swept there. He's got to get a couple I'm games. Fair, I'm good cool. with that. Is that really to hold? But underperforming. That that's cool. That's it. That's 
underperforming? No, but uh, again, he went into the series the underdog. He shouldn't have won that series, but man, you can't get swept. You're that great. You got to get at least one. Like last year against the Warriors, they got one. They got at least one. As a as they always say, your great players, your great great ones are really typically are gonna get you one. After hey, that, Shaq, we'll see Shaq what happens during Shaq the series. Shaq got swept so. like four times. You don't hear shit about it. Yeah, absolutely. No, no one cares because no one says anything. Charles Barkley, I understand, like we say, because he just gets mentioned a lot for not having a ring because of the fact that he's on with Kenny and Shaq, who didn't get a ring. But, like, and people, like, no one, like, hates on his career specifically because he didn't get one. Obviously, it's something that they mentioned. Because he was an insane player. But we all know how great Charles Barkley was. Because he was an insane player. We, we, and he's appreciated. They, he, took the, he took the Bulls to probably, to arguably their toughest series. Took the Bulls to their arguably tough. I mean, they won in six. I mean, because they only went six ever. But, like, that series, that game six was real close. Like, that series was a real close series. I think series. we're boring people with the uh, NBA history They almost talk. went seven. So, I'm going to hit you with my questions. Because uh, I know we do want to get to this game. I'm as sorry. Well. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Surprisingly, it wasn't me. Oh, Surprisingly, it wasn't me with the history like lesson. But let listen, me ask you this. Listen, I love the I love I love them. I love history. I love history. Me, Even like American history, randomly enough. Go on. Is that random? I don't know if that's random. But let me ask you this. We got. I don't know. We got exactly two weeks basically left in March. Uh, so by April first. Yeah. Give me an NFL prediction for before April 1st, an NBA prediction for before April 1st, and give me one song suggestion. Song suggestion, um, Double R Dreamin' off of Lecrae's Church Clothes. Uh, Lecrae's Church Clothes' entire project. Uh, it's part of his mixtape series, Church Clothes 4. That's random. Um, I think that song is great. I think the... I think the entire project is great. It's like my one of my favorite projects of the year right now. So Lecrae, Double R Dreamin', but also songs like Misconceptions on there, uh, Deconstructions. We asked for one. Uh, yeah, we he's got one. a lot on there. Uh, Dirt. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm just talking. You said American Lecrae, History sorry, was random. Get, he doesn't get much air. You said American History was random. The Le- I was not expecting Lecrae. Even though I know that's one of your favorite yeah. artists, that's more random than American History. Now, NFL mm-hmm. prediction, NBA prediction by April okay. 1st. What you got? The Patriots trade for either Jerry Judy or DeAndre Hopkins. I think they go. I think they're going for it. Okay. I think they see what the other teams are doing around them, and they're going for it. So that's my NFL prediction. My NBA prediction. Embiid is going to solidify the MVP for himself this year with like a 50 30 game or like a 60 like a a incredibly like a 60 and 20 or like a 50 and 30 game interesting something like that like that's gonna be like his like the moment where people like yeah he's the MVP okay all right I'll take those I'll take those good predictions those are my those are good predictions what was the song suggestion one more time It was Double R Dreaming by Lecrae. Okay. Rolls, Rolls Royce Dreaming. Is that what he means by Double R? How about you? A song suggestion? What What do you say? I'm saying Double R. That's for Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce Dreaming. Yeah. You're asking me for yeah. a song suggestion? 
Yeah. Uh, hold up, I got you. I don't know this. Okay. I don't get the song title on my off the top of my head. It's uh. Mm-hmm. It's Don Tolliver. Hold up. It's Don Tolliver. Who the fuck else is in it? It's Tolliver, Justin Bieber. Oh, and Future. It's Don Tolliver, Future, Justin Bieber. Let me get the title for you right now. Yep. Let me find that shit. Off Don Tolliver's new album, Lovesick, which I shouted out a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Still got that in heavy rotation. Yep. Uh, song is called... Excuse me. You're good. This Warriors Clippers game is getting good. That's what I feared. It's been good this entire. That's what game, I feared. Private landing. But it's private a, landing. Don Tolliver, ten, Justin Bieber. It's an eight point game right now. Work. Yeah, yep. I've, I've been peeping at it. I've seen it's close. I see it's starting to get high scoring. Uh, but yeah, Don Tolliver, Justin Bieber, future private landing. That's my shit. That's what I've had on repeat the most over the last two weeks, probably. So that's my song suggestion. I'll suggest mm. the whole album, too, even though that wasn't okay. the question. And I've already suggested it, but that's my song suggestion. Uh, and I do not have predictions. I just want to see what yours was. So uh, you got an Embiid 50-30 okay. or 60-20 game. And you got the Patriots getting either Jerry Judy or DeAndre Hopkins. I would obviously love that. What are we giving up? What's, yeah. What do you think is the uh, – what's the capital they're giving up? Player picks – Combination of both. Second. Second rounder, just one? I think I think a second in May. I think probably a second in maybe like a next year's fourth down, depending on okay. who they get. Probably like a second and fourth for DeAndre. I would say like a second and maybe like a six or a compensatory from for Jerry Judy. That. But I – and I would do it because if you're going to – Try to draft a receiver. Those two receivers are proven already to be good receivers. So, a great receiver, I should say. DeAndre Hopkins is a great receiver. Jerry Judy has a has star potential. So, I would be very happy with either one of them. That goes through. I used to pray for times like this. So, that's the hope. That is the hope. <laughs> but, Keenan. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought we were finished. Can great talking to you. We both want to get to this game. Uh, like, subscribe, follow Warner Brothers Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever we're at. Follow us, listen, Spotify, we got Apple a lot. Podcast. We got a lot coming. We got a lot coming. Got a lot coming. Keenan, great talking to you. John Williams. <laughs> Camden. Boxing. Yeah, we got a, we got a boxing match set up. We got a lot. We got a lot. Oh, listen. I'm just going to say this right now. If they do box... It will be videoed and it will be posted under the Warner Brothers ch- uh, podcast uh, YouTube channel. I can promise Austin you that. Austin don't want that. It will be recorded and it will be Austin posted. Austin does not want that. He does not. Want <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's gonna get, it's gonna happen. It, especially if he's talking about it on the pod. Absolutely. You think we're not gonna? Yeah. No, he's getting that treatment. It's gonna be on the podcast. All right.